What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Solar Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Glenn Enos. Junior. And the man, the myth, the legend, your certificate winner, Matthew Souza. What's up? Nothing, you fucking bastard. Don't blame me. Nah, blame you know Brendan. what? No, 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 no. I'm not blaming Brendan. I actually am blaming myself because my stupid ass putting Greg Dortch instead of leaving Jamison Williams in my lineup, who scored a touchdown. If I left him in, it's a coin I would have beaten Brendan. Um, but you're not but... going to not start the Dortch chamber. It'd be like if you started, if Goddard was healthy, you started Goddard over Laporta, then maybe we could blame you for that. But yeah, Dortcher Chamber, Jameson Williams. Probably worse than that. Worse than that. I picked up I picked up Bryce Young instead of Joe Flacco. (laughs) Okay. Dude. Like (laughs) another picking Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi. Like Yeah. It's uh it could have went either way. (laughs) Regardless, I lost to Brendan, so you clinched the number one seed because you beat my ass earlier in the year. Um, But you know what, Susie? You can have that because if there is anything that the Boston Bruins taught me last year is that you can have as great of a regular season as you want. You can have the greatest regular season of all time, and you can still get your ass knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. And... uh, that's just bad karma. You know what I'm saying? Bad karma. So I'll take the two seed. Hell, I'll take the three seed. Whatever well, makes you sleep at night. Um, as I'll long take the as I'm in any given Sunday, baby. It's not about the money. No, but it's a good consolation prize. Especially it's all about the Mets. It's good to bring up when someone tries to talk it down. Like the number one seed is a bad thing. It is. In this league, it is. Karma. I'm telling you. First round pick. I mean, the 101 has been cursed too, but that changed. Well, it's back now. It is back. Mason brought it back. No. Come on, Mason. Well, I mean, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. You guys are uh, tugging each other's dicks going into the playoffs. I have officially been eliminated. That's right. It's eliminated. not just you, Craig and Gomes. Both both join you. You know uh, how the mighty have fallen. You could say, and Panacho, although he still somehow, some way, has a chance, and I don't even know how. I looked at it this morning, but I guess there's a chance six percent that he can make the playoffs. Highly unlikely. Also, another champion. You know, sometimes the turntables, and I started last year. We had a brand new champion, however you want to slice it. Jake and Brennan have never been champion. And some would say they still haven't been champion. We're not mentioning Brendan in this. (laughs) Okay. I don't want want Brendan to get any more credit than he deserves because he doesn't deserve any. He didn't win. Now, he also clinched the playoffs, too. So we can bring him up for that. That's, That's a fine. cookie pancake. Again, um, there's only one winner, and there's only one toilet bowl. We're going to find out in the next month 
who that's going to be. Sorry, we actually have a, aside from the people who clinch, there's, there's a big battle for who's going to, who's going to, who else is going to get in? Could we have three, we have three, six and seven teams. Uh, I'm sorry, four, six and seven teams. And if they all win, they could tie two seven and six teams. If, if those guys lose it, there's a lot of ways this can break down. Um, wild, wild card spots to be had. This week's going to be very important for a lot of people. You know who one of those six and seven teams is? Yes. What? Who? It's the man that I'm facing this week. My arch rival. My nemesis. Oh, yes. Mr. Jake Fryer. Damn. Uh, the, the favorite for GM of the year right now. Yeah, he's done a good job. But if I beat him this week, it will be all for naught. That is right. That is right. Um, Fryer made a few trades when he needed them most. He had bye week problems, injury problems, and he started the lineup. He's been doing pretty well. I think he's got over 100 points the last couple of weeks, getting wins. Two or three game win streak. Mason's here now. If you're on Twitch, he just popped up. Uh, hey, I just go. heard the little. I heard the little jingle. And my good thing I wasn't like sitting here naked or something, assuming that like my camera. My camera's off. But <laughs> 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 well, yeah, um, yeah, Friars Friars making a push, and Glenn has a chance to put an end to that. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not, but you never know. Glenn, I, um, I hope I hope so. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just I Didn't got he have an hope. injury. Uh he lost Christian Kirk. Whatever. Um I gotta hope that Gomes loses again and that Craig loses again. So I can avoid oh, the bottom consolation seating. Because if I get to that bottom of the ladder, next week doesn't matter. But if I don't get to the bottom of the ladder, it means I got three chances to avoid the toilet bowl. And if I can't avoid it, last year I was in the bottom of the ladder, and my nerves were at an all-time high. But we got it done. We won two weeks straight. This year, I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like anybody can beat anybody in the consolation, especially if some borderline playoff teams don't get in. Mm. So I don't want to be the best team in the consolation ladder, but I don't want to be the bottom two. I want to be right in the middle. Right in so the I middle. Face, face an equally sucky guy. And it only takes one win. That's it. As you said. So, yeah, so that's a good spot to be. Even that, it could go either way. Like you said, you need both of them to lose. Uh, yeah, Gomes beat me, but I beat Craig. But I am, and I think Craig beat Gomes, so it goes to points scored, and I have the most out of the three of us. So if all three of us lose with the same record, worst case scenario, I should be the next highest seed. Um, I'm in five leagues, guys. No, I don't This is the only league I'm officially eliminated in, and all my other leagues. I've either clinched or I have a chance to make the playoffs this week, which is rare. I feel like I'm usually half and half. But this one, the one that means the most to me, I can't get. Ain't that a bitch? 
Womp womp. It is a bitch. Um, but hey, it happens. That it does. Um, <laughs> yeah. I look. We got a we got a stacked show today. Okay, I feel like oh. we should cut to the chase because we got Christmas movie draft. Okay. Yeah, we teased it. We teased it last week. Because uh, Mason obviously missed the Thanksgiving episode and didn't get to partake in the Thanksgiving food draft. So he wanted his turn at the fun. He suggested a Christmas movie draft. And because uh, this is a fancy football podcast, and over the next month, three weeks, we're going to be talking fantasy and fantasy playoffs and the things that matter most here on this podcast, uh, we figured this would be a good week as you go into your last week of the fantasy regular season, whether you're not in it or you're contending or you're already clinched just a little wind down to remind everybody that it is christmas time and that it's good to indulge in some christmas movies and we're going to give you our best list that we can possibly give you and let you decide who has the best draft of christmas movies because i mean it's quite obvious that i won the thanksgiving draft i mean obvious and we have a poll out there I, I mean, it wasn't a poll, oh. but if, if there was a poll, I probably would have won because people sleep on Beef Wellington. Lies. Beef Wellington. It was prime rib. I know. But if it was Beef Wellington, Chris. <laughs> we went across the board. Beef Wellington. I think I missed Chris's comments probably during the, the fantasy woes where he said poor thing. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, the thing is, I hope y'all lose. And I hope JV wins and gets in somehow. And whoa, whoa, whoa. What my, the yeah, fuck did I do? What did I forgot I to do? mention, Chris also clinched this week. So he's in. Yeah, Top congratulations, uh, Chris. Number two seed right now. Yeah, maybe next year I'll just let uh, AI draft my team and maybe I'll be as lucky as you. You know, you did put a hey, lot man, of hard work in this year. It worked for Tidwell. Oh, it worked for, for Tidwell, yeah. Fucking five years. I mean, until the last year when the team blew, but he still beat me. You remember that? I do remember <laughs> that. I'll never forget. So, uh, let's get going. This is the news with Sousa. Well, here's the deal, guys. I feel like it's been a couple of good weeks prior to this week. In terms of injuries. But week 13 came along. Mm. Right when people needed players the most. And injuries happened. Quite a bit of them. So let's get into it. Hold on. Uh, we... Chris said started 0-3, pal. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, he paid the price. Anyways, For drafting Kamara and Taylor. Missing three games each or something. Go over the news. Sorry about that. You know who else is going to miss like three games at least? Who? Trevor Lawrence. Oh, really? Yeah. Three games? I'm guessing. It's not It's not out yet, but he has a high ankle sprain, and that's usually like... You're guessing? Yeah, that's usually like three to six weeks. Four to six weeks. Depends who you are. Maybe quarterbacks not so much compared to running backs, but, uh, you know, they have time. You know, for, for us, we have one more regular season game. They have like four or five left. So they can rest them. They have a good record. 
CJ Beathard at the helm. We've seen him for the 49ers. He can get it done. Uh, if he can scrap together a couple wins, I think he'll be all right in a few weeks. That's just a guess, though. Guessing. Yes, I'm guessing. That's what I have to do because I don't want to give the people a TBD like this says. Status is still TBD. I got to give my best analyst as my analysis as a fantasy football analyst and a Christmas movie analyst. Is that a medical degree on the wall behind you? No. Yeah. All right. So if you're listening, take Sousa's guess for what it's worth. Yeah, three, weeks three weeks is a lot. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, in that same game, Monday night, Christian Kirk suffered a core muscle injury and is now expected to miss, quote-unquote, some time. Already uh, looking out for hit. this week. What happened to Mrs. Testicular torsion. I don't know. It fucking broke. Pissing me off. Uh, yeah, they Christian hit Christian Kirk, Kirk with the <laughs> testicular torsion. Um, so now he's out. Sucks. Wait, what? Eight injuries. What? He's got a what? A testicular what? <laughs> <laughs> I just I just slipped that in there. I was wondering if you guys were gonna catch that. I said he got what? hit with the I said he got hit with the testicular torsion. Well, I did see a tweet to say that. I don't know if it was confirmed or not. If that's no, actually it's, a thing. It's a, I mean, I think it is a thing. It's when your balls get all twisted up and shit. But he did grab his his junk when after he landed, so but I think that was mostly a joke. He may have popped it. We'll say he popped a testicle. Is that fair? I mean, that would definitely injure me to my core. That's for fucking sure. All right, so this is another guess. One pop a testicle. It. I don't know. Put it on in a hydraulic press. Anything's possible. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) But. All while watching the play, he ju- he okay. <laughs> he leaped up, so he was airborne and landed, and like his legs, his thighs definitely like slapped together. So if his balls were in a in a particular situation and his legs slapped together, maybe With I don't the power know. of a hydraulic press. Yeah, maybe yeah, probably not. Unless he has thighs of steel, maybe he maybe he does leg presses every day. No, I can't hear Mason. It's all right. It's the news. I can see him, but I can't hear him. Now I can't see him or hear him. Moving down the list, we have Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> oh, I saw Expected this. to miss, quote-unquote, a few weeks I'm gonna, after yeah, suffering a myself, high ankle man. sprain. Oh, I hear him. Thank you. Can't see it, though. I know. I think we're oh. just going to have to deal with it. Gosh. Interesting. Stevenson, with the same injury as Trevor Lawrence, is going to miss a few weeks. That's why I'm guessing three weeks. But again, yeah, but, he's a running back. Yeah, and, so, and you forget Trevor Lawrence is built a little different. Well, let's be yeah, honest. We'll Stevenson will probably just get shut down for the year. The Patriots had a contention. I mean, what's the point of even him coming back? Mm, I don't know. Fantasy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway. Tank Dell, guys. Mm. Here's where it gets here's oh. where it gets really bad. Brutal. 
blocking for a uh, for a one yard running back HB dive. Um, he got his ankle rolled up on and will be out for the rest of the season. He already, I believe, he already got surgery on his foot on his ankle. That's just that's the same shit that happens in Madden too. Is it'll it? Be like a, it'll be like a run play or a, or a PAT, and your best player goes down with a torn labrum. That's the yeah, common wait, injury in Madden. Who put him out there? Yeah. That stinks, uh, though. Tank Dell was a stud this year. Possible candidate for offensive rookie of the year, but I don't know. If you have him on fantasy teams, prayers. If you have Deco Collins, good for you. Maybe Noah Brown's <laughs> worth a pickup now. Dalton Kincaid. You mean Dalton Schultz? Yeah, that one. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) Robert Woods? Probably not. Nico Collins has already been doing great without Tank Dell. Probably do even better. But, yeah, that does suck, especially at this point in the season. Um, So that that was the biggest, I would say, that and Trevor Lawrence. We also had some minor stuff. We had um, Derrick Henry got knocked out of the game with what was thought to be a concussion, was thought to be going through the concussion protocol, and then Vrabel on Monday said, nah, nah, he's not in the concussion protocol. Nah, just a stinger. Just another so, word for concussion. <laughs> so he uh, so he is expected to play. We'll see if he exhibits any symptoms throughout the week during practice, but Again. he is built different. Just That's built sure. a little different. If you if you saw the hit though, he was like lit up. He, I think really? he twisted in midair, landed on his head too. But anyway, I watched about sure. five oh. minutes of football this weekend, and I saw the Eagles be frauds. So I did miss Derrick Henry get his shit rocked. Yeah, yeah. The, it wasn't a great week to watch, especially with all the injuries. Christian Watson also got hurt. He, oh. I know, a good fantasy relevant player too. Went down. I saw that play. Yeah, it was non-contact. I thought maybe he was just like trying to stay in bounds to keep the clock running. It was at the end of the game they had the they had the lead, trying to chew clock. But I think he maybe was. that's what he was trying to do, right? Yeah. And, and just like seizing up and trying to stop uh, on a short, you know, a short notice, maybe pulled something or tweaked something in his hamstring. Uh, he went down with no one touching him. So they didn't give any updates on that, but a non-contact injury, hamstring, very likely he might miss at least one week. We will have to take a look at that. So keep up on that. Um, Puka. Puka had like an AC joint sprain, but Dude. he's expected to play. He had a great game. Could have been even better. He had like a 40-yard run called back. Hey, listen. Listen. Puka, that that's my dog right there. That's my dog. I will fucking die for Puka Nakua. I saw, I don't know if you guys saw the I guys saw the video, but I I opened up Twitter. I saw the video of him walking to the sideline very gingerly holding his side or his shoulder and I was like, "Well, there that's it." I was like, "Puka's hurt. That's one of my best fantasy players. He's out." 
was like, that's it. He's done. He looked, he legitimately, the injury looked like he was going to be done for the season. Like he was moving, like he got hit by a train. And then I went to the bathroom or whatever. Halftime happens. Come back to the game. Puka's on the field. I was like, uh, okay. He's fine. Sometimes it's like that. I believe, um, I believe Sean McVay said he thought he was dead. Puka said he couldn't breathe and he couldn't feel his shoulder, or, or he said his shoulder was definitely in the wrong spot and he couldn't breathe. So, yeah, sounds like a lot of bad things to hear, but he should be fine for next week. So, that's Thought good. he was dead, but should be <laughs> right. fine for next Are you yeah. guessing that? <laughs> no, I, I, I heard that that's what Sean McVay said. He's probably in a joking manner, but... Um, probably. No. No, it doesn't yeah. stop there. Oh. I'm on I'm on sleeper news, but I think it's better to just scroll through our fantasy lineups for, on last week because there's a bunch of cues. Charbonnet, Zach Charbonnet, this is all, mm. all the way back to Thursday. Thursday. He got ruled out of uh, the game with a knee injury. It says uh, four days ago, Pete, Pete Carroll said on Friday that Charbonnet's bruised knee "Quote unquote puffed up pretty crazy Thursday night. That's not good. And you have uh, what's his name, Ken Walker. He's uh, with an oblique injury, missed last week. Still questionable. We'll have to get some updates there. Derek DJ Carr. Dallas season. Yeah, right. <laughs> DJ Dallas season. Derek Carr with his tenth candlelight vigil. Yep, we love that. Um." His right shoulder, I think, was was the problem. Yesterday, the coach said his sh- his right shoulder seems like it came out fine after he was forced out of the loss, uh, the Sunday's loss of the Lions. He remains in concussion protocol, though, and still being evaluated for a rib injury. So shoulder, concussion, and ribs. Hmm. Sounds like Derek Carr. Brian Robinson got knocked out of the game with a thigh injury, hamstring injury. No updates there. Amari Cooper... He, uh, let's see what happened here. Suffered a concussion during the day during the game, says the coach. So concussed. Isn't this great? Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown. He left during the game with a what is this heel injury? Yes, a heel injury. Don't have any updates there. Talked about Puka. Talked about Stevenson. DeAndre Swift also. Actually, no, this was not. This wasn't Thursday, but he left the he uh he left the game too close to the end undisclosed injury haven't really heard much on that. Are we having fun yet? No. I'm, I'm actually I'm getting depressed. You rattling off these uh, key players of injuries because I think I'm going to stop there. Good because I'm already sad and I don't like hearing good fantasy relevant players getting injured. Oh, and Kenny Pickett is going to miss time, too. All right, I don't care about him. So. Maybe the Jalen Warren owners might care. Mason. Hmm. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's get ready to rumble! Stellar Stars of the Week are brought to you by Ready Rumble. Vibrators, finish the job. Your man or your woman. Started.
started. Started. Who started? You started. You want me to yeah. go? Yeah, Susan. Yeah. You started. Yeah, you started. Got it. All right, I will. I'll, I'll go. Okay. <laughs> uh, because my star of the week is a man that played me this week. And a man who actually, guys, put his money where his motherfucking mouth is. He's a pussy. Debo Samuel of the San Francisco 49ers. After almost a year in the making from last year's NFC Championship game, said, man, if we had Brock Purdy, we will kick y'all ass. Well, guess what happened this Sunday? They had Brock Purdy, and they kicked y'all ass. And Debo did it on four receptions, 116 yards, and a pair of voluptuous receiving TDs, but it doesn't stop there because he also had a 22-yard rush for a touchdown, totaling at 33.8 half-point PPR fantasy points. And most importantly, a 49ers W. What do you say to that? Mason. Against against the Eagles too. Against the bomb ass. What do Eagles. I say to that? Um I mean, come talk to me in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, geez. that's a good answer. And you know, can we um this had been said earlier in the year, and I want to shut it down, where we yeah. said uh Mac Jones could be the quarterback for the Niners and it'd be the same. I think, I think Brock Purdy's pretty good. What do you do? I think he's a solid sideways. quarterback. He makes the, the right game. he makes the right reads. And he throws nice passes. I think I think that like comment said, that Mac Jones could do it too is mean, a little bit of an insult. Now he could he could I think he could if he had the right coordinator, the right person all around him. Not I mean, on a fucking two and like, ten team. Purdy's fine, but he's yeah. not the reason why that offense is good. No, the fact that it's the fact Purdy, that they have they have an all pro at every single position. Christian McCaffrey is more of an MVP for that team than Brock Purdy is. Sorry, it's true. Wait, speaking speaking yeah. of which, do you guys want to talk about the, M- the MVP thing for a second? Because it's really I keep reading shit on Twitter about like what the odds are for the MVPs, and it's like like Tyreek Hill is having one of the greatest wide receiver seasons maybe ever. He might have the greatest wide receiver season ever. And he's like behind seven quarterbacks in MVP voting. Like, oh, yeah. how does that make any fucking sense? It's a quarterback award. Oh, dude, it shouldn't be. I agree. It's fucking bullshit. It's it's the most valuable player for your team. And usually it's on a successful team. Without that player, the team would be not as successful. And I believe the Tyree Kill, if he wasn't on the Miami Dolphins, they wouldn't be as successful. It'd still be good, but not where they are right now. Top of the you AFC know, East. I saw I saw a quote relating to that on Twitter, and it was a reporter who had talked to, I think, either an NFL executive, an anonymous NFL executive or head coach, and they were asking him about, about Tyreek Hill, and they were saying, let's put it this way, like in relation to Tua. They were like, Tua's a good quarterback, but... Would you rather ha- have to game plan against two attack of Iloa or Tyreek Hill? Like, what guy would you rather not have them have in their lineup? Who do you have to game plan for? Tyreek Hill. Respect to Tua, 
but you're game planning for Tyreek Hill. You know what I mean? And and that's why I just I just I think it's so stupid. Like there hasn't been like a clear, especially this year. This is the year. If there was ever a year to give it to a different position than quarterback, because there hasn't been, I don't really think elite play at the quarterback position this year. What about my quarterback? Dakota Prescott. Dak? Yeah. Have they uh, beaten someone with a winning record? They just did on oh, Thursday shit. night. Do you not watch football? They beat the fucking Seahawks, dude. <laughs> we're a playoff team. <laughs> Barely, too. Yeah, we're play- and their defense, and their defense gave up. Well, whatever. It's not about the defense. That's Cowboys in general. But still, he's had he's had. But what I'm saying is, Glenn, is that there's not a runaway guy. Dak has still had like absolute clunker games this year, like against the 49ers earlier this year. He was ass. You know what That's I mean? There hasn't one been game. They're not. There's not gonna. Have, they're gonna have 17 straight games of perfect football. No, no quarterback's but the gonna point do is, is you do, you don't suck ass. Like you have to blow doors for fucking the whole season. Like when look at Matt the numbers. Ryan won the MVP, he threw for like six thousand yards. I'm sure he no did one's not doing throw that. for six thousand yards. Matt Ryan's MVP season was as far as mediocre as his season that he had two years later, and his team sucked. But because his team was good, he won the MVP. That, that's the thing, Look, and and that's what people are forgetting. Like, and, and it's funny we bring up the quarterback thing about it, everything, because Patrick Mahomes is a guy who could win the MVP every single year. But this year, he's not playing up to Patrick Mahomes' standards. He's the best quarterback in the league, but because of how the team's performing and how he's been and how that offense has been, he shouldn't be the MVP, even though he's still the best. Jalen Hurts, same thing. The team's having great success, but he hasn't been doing what he did last year at the quarterback position. I feel like there's other guys who are more well-deserved. I think Christian McCaffrey deserves it more than any other quarterback maybe right now. But and either either McCaffrey, Miles Garrett, or or Tyreek Hill, in my opinion. uh, Shouldn't even be a quarterback. it's, it's, It's tough to give it to a defensive player. Especially one off the end because you have to be absolutely you have to have like a season like if JJ Watt didn't win an MVP, nobody's gonna win an MVP unless they do something stupid like break a crazy sack record or interception record. I think it's impossible in today's game. I do but, think um, that's lame. I'm kind of with Mason. That's how it is? How Tyreek should be getting a lot more credit. I mean. You said the Dolphins will still be good without him. Probably. You don't know that because a lot of the drives end like that when 70-yard touchdowns happen to Tyree Kill. If you don't hit that pass to him, you got to do like five to ten more plays where you can right, all, he's also not. the way. He's, but I'm saying the offense is so well-powered. Even went like Moster is having a great year. Ah-chain. Like, like two is having a good season. Like, it's not just like it's solely – like, he's not having like a Calvin Johnson season – where he's he scoring yards he's, he's wise. He's on pace to, yeah. But not, but I'm saying not like uh, he's not breaking Michael Thomas's reception record, is he? Probably not, because he no. But he might break the, the drive with record. one catch. That's yeah. crazy. It is crazy. But I'm saying like the offense is still. It's not solely him who's scoring on every single play. Like there's other playmakers in that offense, like Jalen Waddle, or he most. Like I said, Devin Achain. And two has been good. 
I don't know. I think you're really underplaying Tyreek Hill season, man. Like he's doing something that's never been done. Rec- like record breaking. Is Dak breaking records? Is, as far, as, far as yardage. Breaking records. Right, but it's it's hard to put it all on a skill position. Quarterback's the most important position on the field, a la most valuable on the field. That's why all the quarterbacks are ahead of them. If you take Dak Prescott off the Cowboys, they're not going to be a playoff team. I don't know. Cooper Rush is like, what's his record? All right. Man, we're not going to. Six gonna and one or something. Or in all the other uh, quarterbacks. Who are they? I don't even know who it is. Like her. Mahomes. They're all ahead of for MVP. They should be. I think Lamar's ahead of him too. Lamar. Which say, really oh, doesn't make not, sense. He's not pulling up fantasy numbers, dude. So he's not that valuable. They it's have a good different. defense. It's, okay. I mean, and Lamar's doing what he has to do. But but he's making plays to put them in good positions to win. Yeah, but when since when is that the, the barometer? For M- an MVP. nobody on a losing team wins <laughs> MVP is what I'm saying. Yeah, but what you I'm can, saying you is be, you make it sound like nasty. Lamar doing the status quo is like enough to make him have because be the team up. is because the team's the number one seed in the AFC. They're always going to pick a team that's that's a good team, top of their conference, usually is the MVP or a team that's top two in their conference. Yeah, are there, are gonna, there, are, if, if Lamar's at, not the quarterback, I mean, are the Ravens as good as they are? They're going to oh. look at the best team and say, uh, who could they have not done this without? And that makes sense. And usually it is the quarterback because it's not I don't really, even think they. I don't fair. even think they look at it from that perspective. They just look for guys who are, are stats. Like, I don't know, just eyeball test around, around the league. Like, offensive scoring is down. It's the lowest it's been in a few years. Uh, and no, no team's offense has, besides the Dolphins at the beginning of the season, has looked truly elite. Like they cannot be stopped. Like it, the quarterback play across the league this year just has not been that great. And I just, I don't think, like I'm fine with a quarterback winning it. Like almost every other year, it's the most important position on the field. But like this year, the quarterback play does not warrant the amount of respect that it is getting an MVP race. Like I can understand, you know, maybe like Jalen, uh, Jalen hurts and like Dak and maybe even Brock Purdy. But the so fact right, that there's like six more guys ahead of Tyreek Hill in, in the odds to win the MVP that are quarterbacks after that is a joke. It's a joke. I'm sorry. It's a joke. So right now the top five, if you go on odds, there's three people tied for first. Um, as far as betting odds, it's Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott. After that, it's Patrick Mahomes. Then Lamar Jackson. And that's as far as this list goes. The top five all quarterbacks. To see that's that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous that that's the case. Especially Purdy, because you're saying Mac Jones could be MVP if he was on that team. I mean, you look at the supporting count. The thing about Purdy, and we talked about this before, is that he doesn't turn the ball over. He he won't he won't lose you a game. But when you look at how he plays the position, he is throwing the ball sideways, screens, this and that. Like he, he's not he's not making wild passes, he's not making MVP plays. He's just making the right reads, and he has the playmakers who can make plays after the catch. 
That's literally what just happened on Sunday, and the Eagles couldn't stop it. Yeah, I think him being up there is proof that it, the system is broken. The MVP system is broken, which is what Mason's trying to bring I just to think light. it's stupid. But, like but you, you said, at, Glenn, you it should just numbers, be a quarterback award. But you look it, at like, his numbers. That's what I mean, as far as touchdowns to interception ratios, passer rating, and wins and losses, which matters the most, apparently, in the MVP race, you ask yourself, why not? And he's the quarterback. But I think, you know, you got to factor in other things like supporting cast. Same thing last year with Jalen Hurts. You think if Jalen Hurts doesn't have A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Devonta Smith, and the, one of the best offensive lines in the league, he didn't do anything spectacular besides get his ass pushed nine times over the Bless goal you. line. So... I mean, I think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Brock Purdy. Like, he so had too, an but MVP I, but caliber I, season last year. Right, but I also think it's masked by the fact of how good his supporting cast is. Yeah, but he I can still like, make plays with his legs and shit like that. I understand like, what you're saying in relation right, to Purdy. Right. I, I'd say Purdy has the best supporting cast in the league. But I, right after him is Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but I don't think that it, it's as big of a detriment to Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts has made elite-level throws. He has put the team on his back in situations and run. Brock Purdy has never done that. When the 49ers get down big in a game, they have never come back. Like, Kyle Shanahan, when they're down at halftime, is like, dude, we we talked about the stat a few months back. It was like, he's like 4-36 and 36 or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like at least Jalen Hurts. There, the there have been there have been times where the team has been down in the second half. Jalen Hurts has rallied the team back. He can put the team on his back with his legs, not just with the tush push. He can run. He hasn't been doing it this much this year because of his his knee injury. But I I think comparability speaking, there's no comparison between the the people who are tied. Maybe you could make a case for Dak. Um, I think, I think out of I those think, three. I think through 12 weeks, he's playing the best quarterback. I think among quarterbacks, he's probably had the best play, yeah. But the thing is, is like, is he the most valuable player in general? I would say it's Tyreek, personally. It's tough. We still have five weeks to see what continues, you know? So I mean, what's crazy it's, is if, that. If, if, if Tyreek goes on a, on a crazy run these last five weeks and Miami comes away with, like, the one seed... Sure, but it's 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 hard. It's hard for a skill position. Like if guys like Michael Thomas or Calvin Johnson win the MVP award, then I don't see how Reek does it. I just think it's it's so more more than anything. It's so fucking boring. That's so boring. Oh, it's fucking quarterback. Even though no quarterback's been elite this year, let's give it to a quarterback. It's gonna roll out the carpet, make it the quarterback award. Just fucking lame, dude. Like, do something different. Oh my god. Did the last non-quarterback to win the MVP award was AP in 2012, where he rushed for over 2,000 yards. He rushed for and almost 2,000 yards. You, you know, he rushed for 2,000 yards. He almost had the record. Oh, okay. Um, but the Vikings made the playoffs off of literally him. Because they didn't have a quarterback, and they were a wild card team, but it came down to him in that last week. So, again, I, I think there's, there's more pieces to Miami's offense and how they run their offense. Obviously, Tyree kills a big part of that, 
But you got to look at the other supporting cast around him too. Like if Mostert wasn't having such a good year, you know, this and that, and Tua's making plays. Yeah, I mean, I guess my thing is just that, like, teams aren't game planning for Raheem Mostert. They should be, because he's been a problem. Mostert. Yeah. Mostert. Um, <laughs> Stellar Star of the Week. I still have another one. I haven't even gone yet. <laughs> I'll make it quick. Well, actually, I don't think Mason does either. I, I have no. Either. I know. I was just saying. <laughs> oh, still stars of the week. Your turn. It's not like you were wrapping it up. No. Well, you know when I wrap it up. Well, you just did yours, Glenn. Right? Are you all set? Yeah, Debo, Eagle Killer. B Debo. I remember saying that before he was really that big. Well, he, well, you started it, but um, this guy had a game. The guy who I'm going with, he had a game. It was on Thursday against. Your Dallas Cowboys. And it was only on six receptions. But he had 134 yards and three touchdowns. This is DK Metcalf. His best game of the season. I haven't checked to see if it's a career game for him, points-wise. It's got to be. 34.4 points for DK. He was the guy just whenever they were in the red zone. right? Not even. Um, he had his first touchdown was on the first drive, I thought, and it was like a 50 yard, maybe more. Yeah, it was, it was a nice uh, little ca- catch and run. Yeah, and, catch uh, and run. I don't know guy. what the safety Donovan Wilson was doing on that play at all. But right. um, the corner was the only it was the only help, and he I don't think he got the tackle. It was a step behind him, and that was it. And then a couple couple other touchdowns, and he's got himself a game, stellar star. I think he was the highest scorer on the week. I don't think anyone else got over 30 points in our half PPR league, four points per touchdown league. Debo, dude. You are right. But one point shy of, of Metcalf. True. Not as good. Not as good. He got a W, though. He did. Yeah. You know, Seahawks tried, man. They really, I was like blown away with how they freaking attacked the Cowboys defense. But I'll tell you what, it wasn't enough. It was a good thing that I was under the influence of vitamins because um, that Cowboys defense was getting torched. I know. Deron Bland, possibly the worst game of his life. He did have a nice interception, only for us to turn it over on downs with a CD Lamb drop. And uh, I'll talk to him about that. But <laughs> when push comes to shove, at the end of the day, defense made two stops back to back. That we needed most. And Bland's the guy who has the pick six record, right? Already? Sure is. It's hard to blame him when, when he's doing that. You can make a case for Deron Bland as MVP, right, Mason? That's a record. He broke the breaking records. Uh, I mean, sure. I don't know. That's <laughs> like. I never said that Tyreek Hill should win it (laughs) just solely based off of breaking the record. I'm just saying Deron Bland deserves to be in the conversation. I want some respect. I mean, he should definitely be the defensive player of the year if he ends up breaking that record. But, like, how's his other cornerback play been? Like, is he just a ball hawk? Like, Sometimes it's all you need to be, baby. Well, I'm saying, though, is he getting, like, torched? You know what I mean? Like, having last last week did. But is he getting like absolute <laughs> shit on? Yeah, like is he letting up points? He's got to be like the most, the only def- like the highest scoring defensive player has to be. 
No one else on defense is getting six touchdowns. No, there's some people on offense who aren't getting six touchdowns that well, are like yeah, studs. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. No, it's the record, so I don't think anybody else will be getting that. Um, Mason, your stellar star of the week. Um, my stellar star of the week is actually the man that we were discussing in the MVP conversation, Tyreek Hill. Um, because he posted basically another 30 point game. He, mm-hmm. I just want you guys, I just want you guys to know that he has scored under 20.3 fantasy points three times this season. Every other game, he has been above 20.3 fantasy points. It's McCaffrey stuff. Like, it's, it's crazy. This is the best wide receiver season we've seen in probably since probably, uh, Cooper Cup. Uh, a few years back. Yeah, he had 1,900 yards and a whole load of touchdowns, too. Triple crown. Um, but people forget. But anyway, um, he had five receptions I'll wait. for 157 yards uh, and two touchdowns. Just five receptions. Wow. That's it. Five receptions. I mean, he just had some. You know what's crazy is I, I watch these guys who do trivia on TikTok. And it's not even really trivia. It's like one guy hosts and the uh, heels give this dude logan who's like an absolute encyclopedia of football he gives him like a prompt He'd be like can you name me the top 10 um and the one that i was watching this morning was the top 10 wide receivers um with 75 plus yard touchdowns or something like that or like long ass touchdowns it was over a certain yardage threshold and tyree kill is number six on that list already <laughs> which is fucking insane and they yeah, were like long touchdowns and that's what I was going to say is like, it's not just that he's putting up these massive yards and, and even touchdowns. He already has 12 touchdowns with five games left to play, but it's like, it's just unbelievable how many 50 plus yard touchdowns he has. It it doesn't even make sense. Like, Oh, he got, he got a 70 yard touchdown. You think like that's a, that's a once in a while type of catch, like maybe twice a year, a receiver gets, a bomb touchdown, like Rashid Shaheed. Like those are those, those are the guys, Darius Slayton, that get the massive bomb touchdowns. And it comes once in a while. But Tyreek, it's like every fucking week, 50 yards, 60 yards, 70 yard touchdown. It's just almost almost guaranteed or expected. And that I think should add to his MVP season. I think um it's like no one he, does that. He's one of the fastest players in the league, but it's also like I feel like teams don't know how to play him. Like you can, no, they don't. Like you can't give him the amount of space that he's getting, and I get you don't want him to go over the top, but you're damned you gotta, if you do, damned if you don't, really. But you, but you gotta like jam him at the line and throw off the timing with two attack by law. Most of his, most of his fifty yard touchdowns are usually like twenty yard catches and runs, and he just goes because it's all timing. It's to his first read, and he's there. I think but the if, thing if, that really works to his advantage is the motion aspect in their offense because he's able to get a running start behind the line. And if he's able to get a running start behind the line, no one is keeping up with him. I remember hearing on the radio um, that like everyone says the same thing about Tyreek and that's 
you have practice squad, you put your fastest guy that you have on your practice squad. You know, when you're practicing during the week for like the scout team, you have your fastest guy imitate Tyreek Hill, but no one can emulate the speed that he has. People are are like, uh, and plenty of players have said it. It's like a completely night and day difference. You try and prepare as much as you possibly can for his speed, but it's like, it's ungodly how fast he is. Yeah. And then there's another guy who's almost just as fast as him, and he's on the other side. So how do you combat that? That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's it's crazy what uh, and the running backs able to do with this offense and all the speed that they have. Um, that was Stellar Stars of the Week, brought to you by Regular Rumble Vibrate. Finish the job, your man or woman. Starting. Got it. Sousa? Yo, fuck right now. Time for that was a good one. It's time for fuck of the week. Brought to you by PB and J Lube. If you're gonna get fucked, you might as well use lube. Uh, might guys, as well. this week's fuck o the week is Terry McLaurin, <laughs> who finished with a whopping. Can I get a drum roll, please? Do you still have that, Glenn? Nope. Oh, I got. Watch. I got. Yeah. I got this though. All right, that works. He finished with zero. He had three targets, no receptions, no carries, nothing. No nothing. No nothing. He was out there, though. 82% you know what, of snaps. Yeah. Do you know what he said after the game? No. He said, I basically came out of here and did a lot of cardio today. <laughs> <laughs> did they? Well, who did they play in? Did they win? Miami. No, they played the Dolphins. They oh, lost yeah. It was like 40 to 57. Yeah, yeah. But all right. So here's what we were talking about before the podcast started, and Mason had a pretty good answer. How is Sam Howell? He's going on by this week, so his his his, his ranking is pretty is a little inflated because they haven't had a buy yet. But he's the number four quarterback, and Dotson is having a shit year. Terry McLaurin is having a bad year. He just had zero points, and he's wide receiver thirty. Without the buy yet, so it's probably gonna be worse after this week. How is Sam Howell doing this well, Mason? Uh, he's a dickhead. I believe you said it was because he's an a dumbass or an oh, asshole or both. Asshole. I think, I think it was an asshole. I think I said asshole because he's an asshole. No. So here's the thing, and um, I think the easy answer for this is that Sam Howell's a rookie. So the thing is, is that he's been very streaky with his receivers all year. Um, and which has been frustrating from a fantasy perspective, obviously, because you haven't really been able to look at someone in the Washington lineup and feel confident starting them besides Brian Robinson on a week to week basis. Um, because at the beginning of the year, it was Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas was a top five tight end because Sam Howell was literally only throwing the ball to him. And then maybe Terry McLaurin would catch a touchdown in like garbage time or something that made him still kind of relevant. Um, Then it was the Curtis Samuel show, probably from week four to like week eight. Mm. And Curtis Samuel got hurt. And then Jahan Dotson had like a good two or three weeks uh, stretch where he scored like 14 and 20 in back-to-back weeks. Uh, and then Curtis Samuel came back, and now it's Curtis Samuel again. And it's and now it's actually him getting rushing touchdowns. His last three weeks, yeah, four rushing touchdowns in three weeks. So now he's just doing it himself. 
So he he's a spread the wealth kind of guy. Yeah. So I mean, I I think it's more so though. It's like he it's because he's a rookie, and I think they're kind of just trying to you know see what works, see what you got. It doesn't really seem like he has a rapport with anyone, but I don't no. know if that's because Logan Thomas. Yeah, besides Logan Thomas. But even then, it's not to the point where Logan Thomas is is fantasy viable. You know what I mean? Where he was for a stretch at the beginning of this year, but he's too inconsistent. And everyone on this wide receiving core and tight end uh, core is very inconsistent. The only other skill position player that's consistent on the commanders is uh, Brian Robinson to this point. So, yeah. 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 Yep. All right. Well, that was fuck of the week brought to you by PBJ Lube. If you're gonna get fucked, you might as well use the lube. You might All right, well. guys. You know what time it is. It's time for the draft. <laughs> I was not expecting that. We need Neither we need to de- we need to determine uh, this draft order because we gotta go snake draft, right? One, yeah. two, three, three, two, one. Are we? How many movies are we doing? Because I'm looking at, I was looking at lists of Christmas movies. I don't know. It might be kind of hard to get five for all of us. Yeah, that'd be fifteen total movies. Yeah. I get five. We'll do five. Say, you want to do five? All right. All right. We might just have to dig deep at the end. That's all. Yeah, dig deep. Okay. Are we counting? Forgetting... I'm counting television specials too. Okay. I was gonna say, are we counting television specials? But that that's fine. I'll I'll take that then. All right. Glenn thinks it won't be a problem until we start taking his answers. And he's like, oh, shit, I don't have any left. <laughs> I got all the answers. All right. I'm going to. How are we going to do this? I, I think we're going to rely on a lovely wife. Yeah. So I'm trying not to talk too loud so she can't hear me. Susan, pick a number. Two. Mason, pick a number. Three. All right. So whatever number she picks, I'll be the remaining one. Will be the first okay. pick. So you're gonna say pick her. a pick one, two, or three, and yep, whoever she and then, guesses goes first. Yep, and then I'll say pick the uh, pick another number. All right. So remember your okay. number. Yep. Yep. What is it again? So I remember. I'm three. I'm two. You're one, All right. Glenn. All right. Charles, can you pick a number? Between one and three. One, two, or three. One, two, or three. <laughs> Just pick one. <laughs> what? Two. Two. <laughs> oh, oh, bullshit. Split that difference. You know, you don't want to be. You know. All right. <laughs> I'll pick another one. 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 Bullshit. All right. So, All right the, sometimes the turn is good. It's okay. Susan gets uh, the first pick. Then me. Then Mason. So, Susan? Sorry. Probably isn't going to matter because if I heard correctly recently, I heard what your best movie is, and it's not what I'm going to pick. Good. Because it's the best movie. My 101 for Christmas movies is going to be National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Mm, You son of a bitch. Uh, That's not bad. That's not bad. You son 
of a bitch. That's a good one. Now we got to watch four movies go off the board. All right. My number one. It's my favorite one. And it is a Christmas story. You know, that's interesting that you say it's your favorite because I like never hear you talk about. Wait, it wait, 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 wait! You want a Christmas story? Number one. Oh, you cocksucker! It's my favorite. You're the worst. Sorry. Wait, you're mad that he took it, or that it's that that's his favorite? Uh, oh. that <laughs> that he took it. What do you mean? Oh, okay. So you also think again? I don't hear you guys talk about this movie ever, and it's your favorite. What? Yeah, it's I love it's because I only watch it on it. Christmas because it's on TBS for 24 straight hours and I'll never catch it in one sitting. I'll just catch different parts of it throughout the day. It's so great. it's iconic movie. So many good parts in the movie. Have you seen the and sequel that they just came I, out with? I have not. It's actually uh, obviously the sequel is never as good as the original. But it's pretty decent. I'm, I'm gonna say that it's not bad. Like you know, like sometimes you're saying, "Oh, this doesn't need a sequel." It's good for a it. sequel. Yeah, good for a okay. sequel. I'll say that. All right, Mason, Mason, you got you got back to back picks. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like, am I picking for like you know my personal thing? No, or am you I you can do a like... people pick. We did that for the Thanksgiving draft too. I don't like Kareem being casserole, but I picked it anyway because I figured it just looks good. Yeah, and I don't eat eat mac and cheese on Thanksgiving, but based based off of our conversation that we have this week, this weekend when when we hung out in Freeport, uh, I'm gonna go with Elf. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Elf, and it's not even because I necessarily love Elf that much, but. I know that this is like the everyone's favorite fucking Christmas movie. So I'll go with the popular pick. Um, but based on that, though, I'm actually going to this. You guys might think this is crazy. I might be able to get this a little bit later, but I want it. I want it on my squad. OK, hmm. and I'm going with the SpongeBob SquarePants Christmas special. That is a <laughs> fire absolutely fire absolutely fire episode of spongebob and just a christmas special in general it is is so good the song in the episode is so good i had the story is good too i had it is i had that on dvd and my mom used to have a DVD player in her Nissan Quest when I was like 10. And when I tell you that I watched that fucking episode in the middle of June, in the middle of August, <laughs> in the middle of May, I fucking loved that episode. Mm. And I still do to this day. And I don't think actually, it gets the, I don't think it gets the respect that it deserves, to be honest. I'm actually jealous good. you had the opportunity to watch it that much. I remember it being like as a kid, not knowing it's a seasonal episode. Like, why am I only watching? Like, how come I feel like I don't see this episode ever? You know, and all of a sudden it's like it's here around Christmas and I don't see it any any other time. And it was like a treat because it was only once, you know, one month a year. I was like, let's go the fucking Christmas episode. <laughs> so you're right. Um, it's a classic. I But you're I never would have even guessed it, to be honest. That was not the, the vein I was thinking. 
I'm surprised. I I thought that you guys would have that would have been on your radar, but no, it wasn't. I I, I like it though. That that is a very yeah good for pick. sure. It's a good pick. Um. All right. So it's my turn now. I'm gonna go with the Santa Claus as my second round pick. The first one. Because I'm a, I'm a big Tim Allen guy. And I uh, am mad you took that. Yeah, I know you are. I know you are. Because you thought I was going to pick something else, didn't you? I was hoping you were going to. Well, I didn't. Because I like Tim Allen. And he shouldn't go past my pick. And I wouldn't let it happen. It uh, is a phenomenal. Yep. It's a phenomenal <laughs> movie. And it's good. I never, I don't hear about it, so I really thought I was going to be able to grab it, and I'm really upset that I didn't, because um, I was going to feel stacked with it. Yeah. The Santa Claus. Well, now who's stacked? Team two. Team two. But now you got back to back picks. So, how old were you when you realized Claus was spelled, you know, with an E in that movie? Twenty. Twenty-two. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say pretty fucking old. I'll be honest. Pretty old. Yes, it's brilliant. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, the Santa Claus, like a clause and a contract, right? Because like, he can't escape know. it." And it might be the only Christmas movie, beloved, heartwarming Christmas movie, where Santa dies to start the movie. Spoiler True. alert! <laughs> Spoiler! It's like a thirty-year-old movie. <laughs> he gets on, fucking like. I'm not gonna say murdered, but well, <laughs> like, hey, we you. don't know what was up there. Whoa, <laughs> he's dead. He's anyway. dead. Anyway, it's like a classic Disney opening where they kill a main, a beloved character, get pull your heartstrings. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So I'm so, I'm mad that one, but I'm gonna get two picks, mm. and even if I took that one, I would need another one, and that's what I'm gonna pick now. It is a movie that I was a late bloomer to. I did not watch it until maybe 20 years old. And I got shit at work for it. What? You've never seen this? Uh, Haley gave me shit. She made me watch it. And it was phenomenal. Home Alone. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Home That's a good one. Alone. That is a good I was, one. I was really impressed with it when I watched it. I'm like, wow, this is a great movie. I didn't think I'd like it. Um, I love it. Phenomenal. All the traps, the re- the reactions for the, the the bandits when every trap that that they hit is just hilarious. Um, Got to give it to Home Alone. That is a good pick. Chelsea's gonna be mad at me for getting forgetting about that one, but um, now now here's where it gets a little interesting. Yeah. So, because I really wish I had the Santa Claus, it would have made it so easy. I have a tough decision. I really want to pick a particular one, but I think this movie is actually better. And I think Uh-oh. the fans might like it more. Possibly. Uh-oh. Oh. So I'm going to go with Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh. That's a good one. That was going to be my pick. That's good. It was between That's that good. and another. All right, all right, all That's right. That's it. I'm not going. I'm not a Grinch fan. Really? The the song, 
you know, like like apparel or blankets, ornaments, whatever. Oh, but bro. that's a good movie. On. That's a great movie. Hmm. Hmm. That's it. I'm not going. So now it's back to me. Huh? Yep. Yes, sir. I'll tell you what. I'm going to do um, a very underrated Christmas comedy movie. You guys might not think of this, but this is a very good one. And I know someone on this very podcast who lives this just about every year. And I'm going to pick Four Christmases. Because I know, Sousa, you go through that on most of the holidays. And I like Four Christmases a lot. I don't I don't know that one. You don't know Four Christmases? I've never Three seen Christmas it. I, I've You've never seen it, Four but... Christmases? No. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't either, man. I'm oh Google Images right God. now. Um, got Vince Vaughn in it? Yeah, it's Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn. And they got to go to like four different houses in a day because their parents are divorced and there's four different Christmases. Hmm. I've definitely, like I said, I've definitely heard of it, but... I've right. Oh my God, you guys gonna watch though. it! Might put it on the list. You better hope the, the audience has seen it. I mean, yeah. it's it's good. It's a great one. All right. Mason, you got back-to-back picks. Oh, man, this is rough, dude. Rough. Man, that's tough. This is tough, but um, ultimately, with my first pick, I am going to go with an absolute classic in every sense of the word, and technically, it is another TV special, um, but it is also a movie. I'm going with The Year Without a Santa Claus Ooh, I was wondering which is it claymation because they aren't really clay, yeah. like felt pieces. Uh, they're, like they're, they're technically technically clay claymation, I think. All right, I was wondering. I was wondering which one was going to go first because there are some other good ones. Rudolph's in there, and uh, give Santa them Claus all away or something. I I could, but uh, you're yeah, a lot of Santa, Santa, Santa Claus is good. I I fucking heat miser and shit. I love the year without a Santa Claus. Yeah, literally, just because of those two songs, freeze miser, uh, and and heat miser man. Oh my god, those songs slap so hard. That is yeah, that is a, that's a good movie. I'm looking up at. It's all that's my that's me. my favorite one of the claymation. I think honestly, Rudolph might be my my least favorite. <gasps> Not to give my hand but i actually like santa claus is coming to town better than rudolph let me look that one up just giving us all the answers santa claus coming to town is when it's young santa claus and it's the place that never had snow with burger meister meister burger yes okay for some reason i was mixing that with the year without a santa claus a yo-yo i never had a (laughs) yo-yo and the little penguin that followed the guy too i love (laughs) that Um, 
So, okay, and then you got back to back I do, and this is gonna be another popularity pick, but also a movie that I I I do enjoy. Um, I'm gonna go with the Nightmare Before Christmas. You son of a bitch! Wow, Glenn <laughs> wanted that one. That was my next one. Um, and admittedly, I have only seen this movie through all the way once, quite a few years ago. Was it in elementary school? No, it was not <laughs> elementary school. It was um. I actually bought it on DVD when I was in like middle school and I watched it and I really liked it. I thought it was really good, but I just have never sat down to like watch it through all the way again. But, you know, I mean, people are fucking obsessed with the nightmare before Christmas. Like they, they are still then, making and then we got, shit. And then we, I was just going to say we got killed by him last night in Fortnite. Jack Skellington. Yeah, we, so. we did. There That's is how you know he made it. And I don't understand it because I've never seen it. It's a good movie. Go on shaking his head. <laughs> Sometimes Susan. I just wanna <laughs> in the jaw. All right. Percentage wise, as someone who's never seen it but yet sees this motherfucker on Halloween and Christmas, can you give me percentage weighting ratios? How much of this is Christmas? How much of this is Halloween? It's, I'd say, probably 70, 30, or 80, 20, because technically in favor of it Christmas. Is in favor of Christmas, because it is a spooky atmosphere, but the whole point of the movie revolves around Christmas and Santa Claus. Okay. Maybe I'll catch it. Okay. <laughs> All right, Just my on. opinion. You basically only have one more pick. You can do it. Five movies ain't, ain't crazy. Yeah. I, ca- I kind of want to do a. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do a TV special. Do it. I, I guess it's a movie too. Um, Sousa, I know you took Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas as a popular opinion. But the original cartoon Grinch is the OG. Yeah. It is the best Grinch. one. And I gotta pick it. Still the same name. So you got to specify in the on the list when you post Let me- it. Yeah, right. let me double check that. It's got to be how the Grinch. In my notes, Christmas. I just put cartoon Grinch. But yeah, it's prob- probably. Just put like Jim Carrey and then cartoon and the other one. I think I think the Jim Carrey one is Doctor Seuss's. How oh, the okay. Of Christmas. Maybe that'll, that'll be that'll, that'll be the differentiator. Okay. All right, we we the Grinch is here. It's so good. I got. I got two remaining picks and I got to say this is tough because I got to pick them both right now. And I have four in my little hot list, my queue, if you will. And I can only pick (laughs) two. (sighs) This is tough, but I think one has to be there. It's the polar express. I think that's a classic movie that most people love. Including me. I mean, as much as I was shitting on it this week because it was this weekend because it was kind of funny. I do enjoy that movie. Um, Yeah. And my last one, this is so tough. I got to give a shout out to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I watched it last night. I love that movie. That would be my favorite, even though Mason just shat on it. Sorry. And for uh, the Claymation <laughs> stop motion movie. <laughs> um, yeah, Rudolph fucking suck. But I'm going to go with another one. 
Oh, which is I wrote down also- Rudolph. No, 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 no. I said I have right. to give it a shout out. Okay. Honorable mention. But I'm going to go in the same vein that Glenn went with earlier. And that is a comedy vein. Not only did Glenn take comedy, but he also took Tim Allen. Ooh, this is a good one. <laughs> so I'm going to take him. Here's my version of that. It's Christmas with the Cranks. It's um, a movie I don't see a lot of. But when I do watch it, it actually stresses me out when I watch it. And seeing them go through the hounding of everyone up their ass and, and mad at them and whatnot. But um, it's still it's a really good movie. And it's funny. And it's Tim Allen. So I uh I don't know about you guys, um, but I got I got I could I got a few more rounds in me. Oh I, don't I know. do too. <laughs> oh god. Maybe. I don't know. I have a couple names left. Well all right. I'm gonna pick <sighs> this is tough. I could go. This is tough because now I'm thinking like. I'm just going to do it. I got I got I got some classics. I got the Christmas story. I got the Santa Claus and I got the Grinch Four Christmases. I guess the wild card because you guys haven't seen it, but maybe you guys haven't seen this movie either. Another comedy. But I'm going to pick this movie as my last one. And I've just seen this for the first time last year. It is called The Night Before. Uh, I haven't seen it. I know it's the one with Seth Rogen. It's with Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie, and Joseph Gordon Levitt. Mm -hmm. And it is very good. I have not seen this or even heard of it. Nathan Fielder's in it. Yeah, it's it's a good movie. It's a good one, and I'm going to choose that as my fifth pick. But like I said, I got more. So if you could produce more, Mason. So you um, said he's got more. Yeah, I mean, I could at least do maybe three more. Maybe. Hmm, I think Glenn's worried about his list, so he needs more picks to, to beef it up. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not worried. I, my, my list is great. If, you, if I watch these... Five movies for the rest of Christmas time. I'd be okay with that. Well, um, let me make my fifth pick. Regardless, uh, my fifth pick is a Charlie Brown Christmas. All right, we're done. Because that was my next one. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like, seriously, what a great movie. There's once again, so many iconic bits fucking the kids saying Christmas time is here come on come on man then there's also the fucking tree that's that's ass but everyone still ends up loving it in the end you know I mean uh, I got something to say once you once you wrap up no I know you're I, you gotta get back at me for Rudolph so you're about to shit on Charlie Brown I can feel it I just love Snoopy so I just gotta say what fuck Charlie Brown Oh, I, could, I knew it. Couldn't care less about what? anything that motherfucker has. What? I don't watch it. I don't want to watch it, and I'm happy with that. <laughs> You're just a hater. I love it. And he's just, he's just why? A hater. And, and I don't have the best reason. 
I really yeah, don't. Give me a reason. If, if I could think of any reason at all, it might be because the only time I'd see it was at CCD. Catechism. When the you hate fuck God. You... What, what <laughs> class were you in? We never watched Charlie No, Brown we definitely mine. did, man. We sat on the floor, whether yeah. it was like Thanksgiving or Christmas. Don't you remember a, don't you remember a Charlie Brown Eucharist? <laughs> <laughs> and and that's probably not even, that's not even the reason. I just never watched it and I never wanted to. I, Snoopy's cool. Who doesn't like a dog and, and his and his bird? But like Woodstock, just, he has a fucking name. Woodstock. Dude, do you, so I had just like no a, interest whatsoever. I'm sorry. I had like a, when I was a kid, I had like a three set VHS. Dude, me too. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, and a Charlie Brown Christmas. Dude, we I I swear to God. We had the same pack because I know I had that shit. Yeah. I know I had that shit. Oh, man. And it was actually, Mason, it was was in one of those VHS uh, cassettes that are like plastic that you open. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like the hard, yeah. Not the ones that like slide out. Yeah, not the sleeve. It's, it was, you, you knew it was premium movie time when, (laughs) when you cracked one of those bad boys open. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I also had I was a little bit of a Charlie Brown stand when I was a when I was a young kid. I don't know why. I we, really we enjoyed would have fought. We I'm su- <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't fight. Oh man. <laughs> hey you hey, you like Charlie Brown? You like, yeah, you like Charlie don't. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> well I don't. I don't. The circle <laughs> surrounds us and we're so fighting. Um I had a Charlie Brown Easter, which was like a really, really, f- I remember that one being really funny because, and I don't even know why I found it funny as a kid, but as an adult, I find it really funny. Uh, but there's like a part in the, they have to get like Easter decorations or something. So they go to the store and they have their Christmas stuff out for Christmas already, even though it's like April and they're like, Jeez. what the fuck? And, uh, and yeah, it's real life now because I went into Lowe's a few months back and uh they had their christmas stuff out in september so oh yeah i thought you were gonna say april well no, no i'm just saying the hyperbole of it is is funny you know what i mean mm. but regardless charlie brown christmas thank you very much it's pretty good we could call it there if you want but because i was, I I was going to come back with the charlie brown christmas yeah i, I like my list has no answers I mean, I I was I could have took Rudolph. You just, that you is just, true. Just came out there. You, you could have took Violent Night. I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick a movie I haven't seen. Or how about Krampus? Krampus. Just, die Hard. There's like, yeah, Die Hard. There's Batman there's, Returns. Uh, <laughs> Harry Potter. Gremlins. Gremlins. All right. First of all, fuck Gremlins. I'm okay I, think that that. Movie, I think that movie is ass. I watched it for the first time a few years ago because I never seen it. And Chelsea was like, oh, you go watch Gremlins. It's my brother's favorite movie. And I was like, your brother's got a shitty ass taste because Gremlins sucks balls. Kind of a side I note. Seen it forever. I watched, I rewatched for the first time in a very long time, The Goonies with Megan in uh, <laughs> classic. Uh, it's a classic movie, but it, I remember it being so much more intense as a kid Scarier. when I watched yeah. it. Yeah. 
I mean, they they have like three traps they have to go through and then they're out. And I was like, I remember this taking like years off of my life watching them, like watching watching them try and play the piano. That part when the when they have to yeah, <laughs> play the but piano or the floor is cracking beneath them. That's I remember like, that sweating me as a kid. I was like, oh, my God, I mean, these people yeah, are dead. But like even before that, like just being like away from home, trapped by the freaking crazy mom and her and her kids and like in, in the house before they even like get into all that shit. Like that's yeah. pretty scary. They like have to hide and all of a sudden there's a fucking guy chained up into the basement and all misfigured. Like it, it is scary. Misfigured. But it's a good movie. It's funny. I love it. Still good. I still enjoyed it for the record. So but we wrap it up. Yeah, any honorable mentions? I, um, I on my list that I'm not surprised it wasn't taken. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's a it's a comedy, kind of dark. It's Bad Santa. I don't know if you've ever watched that. I've seen Bad Santa. I like that. I've movie. Uh, never seen it. Personally. With uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Have you seen? Uh, it's like a Raider R thing. Have you seen Deck the Halls? With um. Danny DeVito and Matthew Bodrick. No. Yes. That's I've seen, I one. saw that oh, way back. I think another honorable mention is Jingle All the Way. Oh, uh, I forgot about that one. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, it's double time. That's a good movie. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got two. Sorry. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Like I said earlier, I like that one. That one's good. Um,. How about Frosty? You guys like Frosty? I was just looking at it and I was about to ask I, you guys Frosty. Like fuck I, Frosty. I, I almost fuck the, picked. Fuck the movie. Fuck the song. I hate everything there is to do about Frosty okay. the Snowman. All right. What's your explanation? I had to get grilled. He's right a stupid ass sto- What makes him special? Do all the other snowmen. Oh, happy Because he's alive. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he's nah. alive. Nah. And then he melts and shit and it's like, oh, yeah, man. Good. He's good. Kind of morbid. I would piss on him to melt him quicker. Wow. That's it's that's how I, the, I don't I don't I don't give a the, fuck. fuck. The Frosty. whole movie Frosty is just about the existential dread of death uh, and its ever imposing force upon you. That's uh, basically what it's about. How's that fun? How's that fun to everybody? I mean, I don't I used to like it as a kid. I don't I never it. got into it much. Nah, I'm all set. Happy birthday! That I think is stupid. That I think is dumb. I don't know why he says happy birthday. He's a snowman. But, he doesn't know. Um, dumbass snowman, dude. That's a movie I'd fight over in elementary school. No, okay. <laughs> somebody the frosty said. stands. Yeah. Any other ones? Um, I mean, there's other ones that I've never seen. Like, supposedly the best Christmas movie of all time is "It's a Wonderful Life." But oh yeah, and like Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street and all yeah, that. I haven't I've seen all the, the old never ones. Never seen that. Yeah. Even though I am seventy five, that's true. I've definitely seen It's a Wonderful Life and like film is lit in film is literature in in high school. Film is hashtag lit. Not is film as literature. Oh, um, and I think it was good, but I don't really have great memories of it. I will say one movie that I is a more recent movie and it's like a, a kind of rom-com around Christmas is this movie called Happiest Season, which I watched with Brendan and Kayla a few years back during COVID. Um, 
and it's about like Kristen Stewart and she has a girlfriend and they go back home um it's like for her girlfriend for Chris, for Christmas and like her girlfriend has not told her parents that she's a lesbian so she's like trying she like brings Kristen Stewart along as like her quote unquote friend but then it's like about all the other stuff and by the end it actually has like a pretty nice ending um that had like pretty good emotional impact. So like it, it was a good movie. Like I, I enjoyed it. I, I went into it thinking it was gonna suck eggs. You ever see, uh, you ever see Fred Claus? Yes, I have I seen that think movie. So. Yes, not bad. I, I was not. It was that one's okay. That one's okay. Uh, it's kind of funny. We're like going through the. I mean, I like Scrooge is supposedly really like really good yeah. with Bill Murray, but I've never seen that all the way through. Um, but like, yeah, I I think I think we did a we got some pretty good stuff there. Plus, we just gotta do pigskin pigskin pickums quick, and we can wrap up. But we just gotta review a a laser session on that. Yeah, let's let's review for real quick, Glenn. Can you give us the uh, final tally? Sure. So this is uh, this is Sousa's team. He picked National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation one hundred and one. Then he came back in the second round, and he got home alone at 203. That's good value. That's actually very great value. And then um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Jim Carrey version, at 301. The Polar Express at 403. And then Christmas with the Cranks uh? at 501. <laughs> got to get that Tim Allen in there. At my and I got th- Tom Hanks and Polar Express. That's a good combo. Yeah. Glenn just realized that. He's like, I hated Polar Express before I realized Tom Hanks is in it. Eh. Don't hate the, on the, it, man. The ticket scene was a little too much for me. <laughs> That's it. Oh, when it was going everywhere? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I just, could... I hate that kid with the glasses. The only way that movie, <laughs> that movie would be a 10 out of 10 if he fell off the train. Into the abyss. Oh All right, my team. I fucking hate that kid. Um, you know what kind of train this is? <laughs> all right. Sorry. All right, all right. sorry, 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 sorry. At 102, <laughs> I had a Christmas story. Careful, shoot your eye out. At 202, I got none other than uh? the Santa Claus. <laughs> At 302 is four Christmases, which neither of you have seen which means you have to make a point to see it this holiday season. At number four, I got the cartoon Grinch. And number five, The Night Before, also a movie you will have to see and make a point to see it this season. Uh? Mason, your first pick at 103 was Elf. Second pick, a surprise, but a good mm. one. Is a SpongeBob Christmas. The year without a Santa Claus follows that. The Nightmare Before Christmas in round four. And then to cap it off with a Charlie Brown Christmas. Who's his favorite? <laughs> Fuck him. I know yeah. that that list on the grand scheme, popular opinion wise, will probably be probably be the least popular, but I'm happy with that list. I like all those movies. That's good. It's all about what you like. Feeling get, some, 
You got something to say, Susan? I know you got something to say when you pull the mic close to you. <laughs> just thinking about Charlie Brown beer pong, too. In Mason's basement. Oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> That's not. He doesn't represent the views of Charlie Brown. No, he doesn't. I the will views not of Charlie Brown. Views. <laughs> well, this is being grim. He's yeah. not associated with anything uh, with Charlie Brown. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, pigskin. Hit the music, Glenn. Let's go so rapid if can, fire. If I can get to him. Hold on a second. Pork skin. Hold on a second. Pickles. I'm sorry, what? Pork skin pickums. Or or what? or swine skin pickums. I thought you said four skin pickums. Oh no 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 no. But the next thing I was gonna say was gonna be scrotum skin pickums. All right. Come on, oh, man. The scrotum is the skin, so I guess that's redundant. All right. Thursday Night Football, we have a battle of the elites as the New England Patriots travel to not Heinz Field to face the Pittsburgh Steelers. But no Kenny Pickett. Who are we picking? Neither of these guys have quarterbacks, so. Um, Steelers. Yeah. Steelers in Pittsburgh. Moving on to Sunday, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 5 and 7. Going to Atlanta, who is six and six. This could be a pivotal game in the NFC South. Who wins it? Falcons. I'll give it to the Bucks. Give me the Bucks on the road. The Detroit Lions at nine and three are now tied, technically, with the same record as the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know why I mentioned that. I thought it was going to be for the one seed, but never mind. Um, Lions going to face the Bears in Chicago. Lions are going to win the game. Give me the Lions. Release the Lions. Yep. Indianapolis Colts are 75, and they're traveling to Cincinnati, who got the job done on Monday night against the Jaguars. Can Cincinnati do it again back-to-back weeks? I say yes. Yes. I think Browning me deserves too. some credit. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. if Sousa guesses correctly, that means the Jacksonville Jaguars will not have Trevor Lawrence when they go to the dog pound face the Cleveland Browns. Do we still believe in Jacksonville without no. T-Law? No, no T-Law. No Christian Kirk. Going up against one of the best defenses in the league. Give me the Browns. Browns in the dog pound. I'm picking them. What do you say, Susan? No T-Law. No Kirk. No problem. Ooh. Give me Jags. Ooh. Joe Flacco. I don't know who else they have. It's, it's not going to happen. Joe Flacco. I don't know. The Carolina Panthers are 1-11, and they're going down to Nolens to face the Saints. And I think the Saints... Jameis Winston. It don't matter. It don't matter Jameis if it's Jameis Winston. Uh, uh, no, I'm just saying. Win- Winston Churchill. Yeah. Saints <laughs> by 20. Houston Texans are 7-5, and five and they're traveling to New York to face the Jets. C.J. Stroud yep. is that guy. He's another Texans. guy who could be an MVP candidate. Right, Mason? Him I would actually be in support of because he's a rookie as well. Oh, okay. So that'd be cool. Rookie of the year. Definitely. Uh, the LA, LA Rams are 6-6, six and, six and they're traveling to Baltimore to face the number one seed, Ravens. Give me the Ravens. Ravens. Sure. Is it? All right, cool. The Minnesota Vikings are 6-6, six and six and they're going to Las Vegas. To Vegas. The Raiders. Justin Jefferson's back. I'm scared. Give me the Vikings. Uh, 
Uh-oh, the return of Justice Jefferson. I'm going to take the Vikings. I'm going to take the Raiders. you take the Raiders? All right, me too. I'm taking the Raiders. I changed my mind. Uh, <laughs> I can't Maybe wait to watch Jesse Jefferson Grady. The Seattle, <clears throat> the Seattle Seahawks are 6-6. Six and six, and They're going to San Fran to face the 49ers. 49ers are going to win. Seahawks 49ers are going to put up 49 points on the Seahawks. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills are 6-6, six and six, but they're traveling to Kansas City, who just lost on Sunday Night Football. Patrick Mahomes went to Lambeau Field, and he didn't get it done for the first time ever. I'm picking the Bills Me on too. the road. In there's, two, there's trouble in Kansas City. Oh boy! Will there be trouble in LA when the Denver Broncos, who are six and six, visit the five and seven LA Chargers, who put up six points last week? Souza? No, who shut out their opponent last week? Oh yeah, he shut out Bailey Zappi. But Russell Wilson isn't <laughs> Bailey Zappi, so give me the Broncos on the road. Yes, because the Chargers just can't win. Yeah, give me, uh, <laughs> give me, give me the Broncos. Chargers stink. I was hoping the Chargers were actually going to lose just because of how pathetic that was. And then on Sunday Night Football, the Philadelphia Eagles are at 10-2 coming off an embarrassing loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Had to face the Dallas Cowboys, who are 9-3, who also had an embarrassing loss to the 49ers earlier this year, but at home have won 14 straight games. This game is in Dallas. This game is a must-win for the Dallas Cowboys if they want a chance to win the division and possibly the one seed. Give me the Cowboys. I can't wait for this game. Cowboys. Give me the Eagles. Boo. Tennessee Titans on Monday night football. Two Monday night games? I guess so. Tennessee Titans going to Miami to face the Dolphins and we all know that Miami beats up on bad teams and that's what they're gonna do again dolphins yes dolphins Dolphins. and then no music for the last pick the green bay packers are six and six traveling to new york to face the giants and i'm gonna pick the packers me too give me the giants watson give me the giants no christian watson likely you know devito He's, he's he's Italian. Uh, he's, been doing, he's been doing some stuff that they put up. A, they they put up a nice win before their bye. Yeah, had me see you said you know Devito. Like <laughs> they have a bye week to prepare. Green Bay lost their lost their best receiver. They're on the road. Give me the Giants. Devito. I saw a tweet today. His freaking passer rating, completion percentage, TD to interception ratios all matched Mahomes. It was a funny stat to look at. Um, I'll probably send it just for Craig's sake. That's what you call bait. But, um, yeah, give me the Giants. 42 points total. Wow, I guess 42 as well. Can you guess what Glenn's going to say? 69. Hey, that's for Titans and Dolphins, though. So, Oh, you know the Patriots game was supposed to be this Monday? No, it was next. No, it's next week. Whether we that's next, oh, next week. Yeah, because the Patriots are playing the Chiefs. Chiefs are playing the Bills this week. No. 
They didn't move weeks. They just moved days. Yep. Yeah. 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 I didn't know it was gonna be against I didn't know who their opponent was gonna be. I just thought they were gonna be on Monday night this week. Oh. Sizzling hot takes are brought to you by Dirt Burgers. Susan, burgers good. Dur. 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 My hot take is gonna be with DeVito. Since uh, him, since the Giants winning is already a take in itself. Um, let's go DeVito and the Giants. They are going to put up uh, 25 points. And they're going to get the dub. Uh, it's going to be like 25 to 21. Uh, Mason? <laughs> Uh, my season hot take. I'm just gonna stay with the theme of Tyreek Hill for this podcast. Uh, it's pretty hot. obviously the Tennessee Titans suck eggs. Their secondary specifically sucks eggs. Uh, Tyreek Hill is gonna torch them. Like he's gonna have 200 yards receiving, torch them, and he's also gonna have three touchdowns. Three. Yep. If he could pull that off. Might just be the best season ever. That's pretty hot. My season hot take is that before it gets better, it's got to get worse. Unfortunately, for the Kansas City Chiefs and for Craig, this week it's going to get worse. Here's a a sizzling hot take that starts this week, but also will transcend into the playoffs. The Buffalo Bills are going to go into Kansas City and smack the ever-loving piss out of them. Kind of how the Niners did to the Cowboys and to the Eagles. I think it's going to be of similar taste and fashion. I think the Bills are going to do it. I think it's going to be embarrassing loss. I think after this week, everyone is going to be questioning, questioning the legitimacy of the Kansas City Chiefs and if they can get it done. And after this week is the last time the Kansas City Chiefs are going to lose a game this year. Then route to another Super Bowl. Well, two parter. Damn. What? Yep. They're gonna lose and then they're gonna win the Super Bowl. Going this is gonna be this is gonna be oh, the this is gonna be the they're just not good anymore game. Yeah. And uh Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are gonna show you why they are two time Super Bowl champions after this week. They gotta get it's gotta get bad before it gets better. All right. All right. That was Sizzling Hot Takes. Brought to you by Der Burgers. Mason, other burgers. Good. I do. Well, gentlemen, I'd say uh, good luck this week, but you already clinched, so suck a dick instead. I don't want to. Next week, though, the playoffs begin, and we're going to see what we're going to see. It's going to get hot and spicy. We might, uh, for the upcoming weeks, we might have some guests on if the matchups line up right. Just to add a little fuel to the fire, because playoff time is the best time of the year. And uh, we thank you for sticking with us throughout the season. I know it's been a long year. Hell yeah. It's been ups and downs throughout the fantasy season with injuries and teams and people not performing the way you wanted them to. 
But that's the beauty of it. That's fantasy. And uh, if we can entertain you in any way possible, whether it's a Christmas movie draft or wanting Frosty the Snowman to commit die, I will gladly do that each and every single week. So thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Listening in your car on the way to work right now. Yeah, you. Um, that'll do it. Next week's playoffs. Good luck to anybody in their other leagues who are trying to get in on this last week. Technically, it's this playoffs for some week because people need to win to get in. So good luck. And if you guys don't have anything else to add, I'm going to say let's get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.